Welcome back to Masterclass Moments with Joel B. Kemp, Dr. Joel B. Kemp. We are so excited that you're joining us again for our podcast. Please do us the favor. Make sure you subscribe, you share it, you tag somebody. If you've been following us, then you know that we're in a really great segment of our season where we are discussing some real deal uh, concerns, matters, issues, and hopes for our community as we are in a really particular season, as we are moving into the holiday season, liturgically into the Advent season, as we're coming off the heels of an election season, uh, for those who are in Georgia moving into some runoffs, and quite honestly, all of it coming together with various intersectionalities and intersections of life and faith and hope and mental health and well-being. And so we want to ask you to make sure you tag somebody, share with them, let them know that this conversation is going to be just for them. So bring into the virtual stage, we're bringing the one and only, the man who rocks the mic, y'all already know who it is, put your podcast hands together, coming to the stage, Dr. Joel B. Kemp. The crowd goes wild. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Kemp, Dr. Kemp, what's going on? Not much. Been doing well, getting through that last push of the semester, getting to the that finish line. It's nice to see it coming. Oh God. But it's been a it's always one of those things I often tell students, like, you're tired, we're tired, we're all fighting to get across that finish line together. So we we in this together, right? The, the old saints would say, if you know a word of prayer, put it up for us all. Oh, my. And that's right. Say it again for the students. You tired and we tired, okay? You ain't right. the only one tired. Hallelujah. Exactly. All right. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Kemp, Dr. J, tell us, yes. do we have a guest today joining us again? We have what I would say is our best guest ever. Uh-huh. So we, we were graced with her presence for the last live. We were able to steal her away for one more podcast and we were able to bring her back one last time. So the one and only assistant uh-huh. professor, clinical yeah. psychology, licensed psychologist in Pennsylvania and in Georgia, Ooh. saved and sanctified, not Georgia, my bad, just Pennsylvania or just P- Georgia. <laughs> it's just Georgia, y'all. Just Georgia, my bad. She was in Pennsylvania when we were there. Then we moved to Georgia, so I thought Pretty she had much. both. My bad, but she's all good. You, you the husband. You know, you think she got it all. That's what, that's how it's supposed to be. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Right. Go ahead. So, the doctor with the mostest. Uh huh. As I said the last time, it's always true. I have the honor of calling her not only my wife but my best friend and one of the people I admire most in the world. The one and only Dr. Gail Kemp, a.k.a. Dr. G. Oh, the podcast (laughs) crowd goes wild. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Glad to to be here on the the podcast world, uh, JEL. Looking forward to today's conversation. Yes. Well, Dr. G, we are so excited to have you back. We're grateful. We know this won't be the last time in all the seasons that are coming um, because there's just so much amazing work that you do and the ways that all of our fields and scholarship and practitioner work overlap. And so it's just been a rich dialogue and conversation. Now, listen, beloveds, y'all are tuning in. You all know I usually have some things to say about cereal, but because we are approaching (laughs) Thanksgiving, I'm not going to hit you with the cereal because if you grew up in a Black household like I did, that's really all you ate 
the week before Thanksgiving anyway because your mama right. wasn't cooking. So exactly. now as we so 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 I'm not even gonna judge if you had raisin bran, honeycomb, <laughs> whatever it is. I want you to eat it because right. you, you gotta wait until Thanksgiving to have the real food. Don't ask for right. nothing. It's gonna be cereal spaghetti. Don't ask for nothing else, y'all. Right. Hey, you might, you might be fancy and get a hot dog. So maybe, maybe. or a taco. Tell your mama make you a taco. You feel right. right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen, so, in light of us, in light of us approaching Thanksgiving, I want to ask the two of you. Tell me, do you have a favorite? Is there like is there a Thanksgiving dish that you're looking forward to having? Mm. Yeah. So probably my favorite is mac and cheese. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's probably my favorite dish. Okay, um, so, okay. And, and you got to bake it like nothing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right, it got to be okay. baked mac and cheese. You can't. Do- now, how many layers? Because do you need to, do you need your elbow to get in there or or your wrist? <laughs> Let's put it this way: if the spoon don't bend. Oh, <laughs> it ain't mac and cheese. Okay, it ain't mac and cheese. It's just mac. <laughs> right. Mm, right, 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 right. There's no shade to craft and all those other brands. It can't be that. I need no, no. I need, it's gotta I be the homemade the little, stuff. The you aluminum, don't want no store, no stovetop. No, I need, I need the aluminum pan. That's right. You stick That's it in right. the oven. Go ahead. Get a little bit of burnt edges, like I Bro! need. Oh. <laughs> How many, I mean, I'm scared to ask how many cheeses are supposed to be up in there. Well, see, it doesn't have to be a ton. Okay. So, but it just has to be enough where like get that little, little crunch when it's, when it's right. Like you don't need to mm. add crackers or breadcrumbs, any of that stuff. Oh. Just, just, just the straight, just bake it off for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm <not> happy. <laughs> All right. Dr. G, do you have a dish that you're looking forward to? having for the holiday, for the Thanksgiving season. Now, while I love a good mac and cheese, mm-hmm. the the developments of lactose intolerance oh. have not made it a, a oh. requited love. It is definitely an unrequited love. Satan has buffeted you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one of the last holidays at home, they had a mac and cheese station and they had these little glass dishes, some lactate tablets. <laughs> Sitting oh, next to the mac and cheese for all of us a, in the family. What a considerate family. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I'd have to say collard greens. Okay. Are would be my my favorite Thanksgiving dish now. So that that's what I would go with. Now, Dr. G. Yes. What is the meat in your greens? I put it all in there. No, it, it's pork. <laughs> it's <laughs> it is the pork. As I know, not everybody. So you, so you, you, you good with a ham hock in the green? I'm good with a ham hock in the green. Oh, I, I like it flavor with a ham hock in the green. Right. I love like that it, flavor. Love it. Come, on. okay, okay. And I didn't ask which the one you could cook. I asked the one that you like the most. Yeah, what well, I like, to, yes, right. yes. Because I don't me. actually, I don't cook with the, I don't cook with the ham hocks. I've when I've done it, I've done it in a slow cooker with. Um, yeah, we did uh, the turkey. Yes, yeah. that's what we did it with. Yep, yep, we did it with the turkey. Yeah. That's all right. All right. No, they're very did, good. They're very know. good. Did y'all have family members like myself who, you know, as you grew up, or whatever? Oh, I don't eat beef and pork. You come back home and they're like, "You gonna eat what's on this table? We ain't we not we're not specializing because <laughs> you don't went off and had your little. I don't eat beef and pork no more. Right. Uh, and now when I get back, you know, I just prepare myself to eat what I say I don't usually eat during the mm-hmm. holiday season because it's, mm-hmm. let me just, I'll work it off later. Now, I don't, I still don't do beef because it'll just make me sick, mm-hmm. but I can at least tolerate pork in yeah. 
in the because I mean you're not gonna ask Big Mom not to put pork in the greens. This is not right. right. <laughs> well, and I would say my adult life is completely different from my my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I we were reared on just um, fish and chicken, so that was the only meat that we nice. ate growing up. So no red meat, no mm-hmm. pork. Um, mm-hmm. So it pretty much Thanksgiving accommodated that because that was just what the whole family was eating. I wish somebody had helped me. <laughs> so now that I'm an adult, nobody feels surprised. Talking about, I, I don't want to see the chitlins. I don't, I don't know. No, all of no. that. Come on. Yeah. Now, you know, anyway, so okay. No, I've, I've never been able to do chitlins. That's, oh. I think mm. my, my black card may get revoked if you no. have to do chitlins. Uh, I've tried. Oh, I, well, I'm just going to be hungry. That's it. <laughs> right, right. I, I'm just going to be, because there's no way you can't convince me of that. All right. I got some more questions around these cuisine things. Okay. Is there a Thanksgiving dessert? That you that if if thanks if Thanksgiving doesn't have this dessert, it's not Thanksgiving. Oh, for me, it's got to be sweet potato pie. Yeah, hands absolutely. Down. Like hands okay. down. Like there's okay. just no debate I, no in debate. my mind. There's no debate. I, yeah. It, for Thanksgiving, it's sweet potato pie. Yeah, now, absolutely. both of y'all are special black people based off your cereal choices. <laughs> so I have to I have to help the people. I have to help the people on the line. Do you eat pumpkin pie? Mm-mm. No. Occasionally, I will. Oh, you, you do. wait, since when? I've never seen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so again, that's news to me. <laughs> so again, being respectful of different traditions. Okay. I've, I've been at some tables where they've had pumpkin pie. And out of respect for the house, I will eat pumpkin pie. Well, let me just say, if I've had pumpkin pie, I don't remember. So <laughs> somebody might have served me pumpkin pie, and I now don't remember. So maybe I've had it, yes, and I'm we, sorry if they're a family member. Oh, yes. You know what? <laughs> it was very. I, I remember now. It was great. <laughs> let's table it. You know what? Let's table right. this. <laughs> that, that, that's. I'm about to get in trouble. Is it my? Is it, was it my family? <laughs> We'll Wait, but I remember it, so I can't ask no questions no more. Never mind. <laughs> right, right. Next question, Dominique. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, Dominique, what's your must-have dessert? Oh, yes, tell us. <laughs> I don't want my family going. They're going to oh, hear this on Facebook. They're going to no. comment, and they're going to no. say, like... But that's what, is, that's what makes the podcast popping, because now they're like, oh, so I just, I need the listeners to know, okay, you can judge Dr. G and Dr. J on their cereals if you want, but you don't, you don't heard they blacker than black out here with these desserts and, and these side dishes, because the woman of God has completely, she just blocked it from her memory if she ever right. had any pumpkin pie. And, and you know what, if I really want to throw you off, one of the things that I've been having a craving for recently that I grew up eating on occasion, because uh, we would go around and oh. lived in the the east side of Cleveland, predominantly black, uh, bean pie. Hmm. Yeah. All cards are still in possession. Because, you <laughs> no know, black they, cards they have been get revoked. sold on the, you know. Yeah. Right, the, right. The, yeah. So yeah. I was like, I love the good bean pie. <laughs> as, a, as a kid, too. But don't ask about no pumpkin pie because she don't remember. Right, I exactly. Don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, to the you family. Don't have to apologize to, to me. the family. I'm apologizing I'm to the offended. family who might okay. hear this. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> if they serve me pumpkin pie, <laughs> beloved, if you found yourself somehow offended in the last three seconds or three minutes of our conversation, I want you to thicken your skin. It wasn't. It wasn't personal. <laughs> it wasn't personal. But whatever you do, please make sure you have sweet potato pie for both Dr. G and Dr. J. And I told you that's the dessert that they must have. Exactly. For me, um, I need black eyed peas 
and rice. And I know in okay. Georgia they call it Hoppin' John, but I, I need some black eyed peas and rice to go with everything else. Okay. And I am the person who usually likes my food separated on the plate, but for Thanksgiving, I want everything to touch. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Oh, I was I gonna, want... When you said separate, I was like, not on Thanksgiving. No, no. Thanksgiving, <laughs> I want everything to touch. I want the collard green juice to touch the black eyed peas and the rice. I need, and you need the candy bit. yams. Now, yeah. this this might be where my black card is revoked. Okay. I do, well, not, can, I do not eat candy, like candy. candy. I don't like oh, candy. Oh, really? That surprised me. <laughs> oh, wow. If you all could see their faces right now, I, I think my card is outside in the trash. You love it? Y'all... No, not at all. It's not at all. Probation. That's all. Just, yeah. just like, let me hold it real quick for you. I do, right. not, I do not eat candy yams. Oh, man. I cannot take it. Okay. Put, I, yeah. I, it's Too sweet I, or... I don't, maybe it's the consistency. I don't know what okay. it is, okay. but I do eat sweet potato pie okay. and it has to be cold. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, the, the judgment, that, the judgment. The no, judgment. no, no, no. I, tra- I train folk in non-judgmental. So, you know, I got to right. turn that off right now. <laughs> it's difficult sometimes. Yeah. So. Do you do all your pies cold or just sweet potato? If I had a choice, the majority of them. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And when it comes to cobbler, I really only eat the crust, so I, it doesn't matter. Okay. I know. Take my I gotta card. stop it's making done. faces. I gotta it's stop okay. making faces. You don't have to stop making faces. You're not on the job job right now. You know, I can, <laughs> right. you can judge me. The, the questions were set up for judgment. That's fair. That's, That's fair. Okay. All right. I mean, sometimes I make play faces like that in my classes. I try not to, though. When the, you when know, the students say something and I'm like, wait, what now? Now, let me tell you, <laughs> right. the, the masks, the masks used to save me. I used to, they couldn't tell that I was really like, this is trash. But now my eyebrows tell them everything. And I'm like, oh, I got to relax the forehead muscles. Yes. Right. (laughs) Right. All right. So Thanksgiving is upon us and there are plenty of, of, you know, great things that we can look forward to. Um, Family time. And that's chosen family or biological family, spiritual family, extended family. Um, It comes to, you know, we get to gather and it's not a funeral or something bad. Uh, for those who ain't churchy, you ain't got to go to church for Thanksgiving. You come in to eat. You know, it's always a test of our promptness as the black community. If dinner's at two, as long as we eating before six, God is good. You know, <laughs> uh, all the all the trash talking for all the games, spades, big whiz, domino, all it, all of it, kids running around, all that jazz. So we're looking forward to those times and we're grateful that God allows us to even get to the place to be able to do that. And even if you find yourself celebrating solo dolo, uh, just being able to just just be alive and, and, and celebrate a time where people are grateful. We recognize, though, that it has some uh, deep-rooted colonization <laughs> and uh, other things that um, are not as joyous connected to the occasion or the day. Um, and we recognize that. But in that, one of the things that we really want to talk to Dr. G about uh, today is as we're moving into the holiday season, we also recognize that this also can bring about some sadness for many people, particularly in light of us, quote unquote, coming out of whatever that means or post pandemic, where many of the people who used to be at our table, many of the people who used to make these meals, many of the people we used to laugh and talk trash with over a game are no longer present with us. Um and we find ourselves missing them. It becomes a little bit more obvious and apparent during the holiday seasons because this is where we gathered, where we got to know them. And not even just the loss of grief of people that are gone, but it also is painful for those who have uh, strained relationships with their family members um, and some some 
you know, lack of communication or continuity within the family. Uh, and so we're grateful that Dr. G is here to t- help us talk through some tips and some guides as we move into this season. Um, well, for those inclusive of myself who have, who struggle with some things coming into this season and not just the holiday season, we also recognize that with daylight savings time, <laughs> it's getting darker earlier and there's a change in the way people are engaging the season because of access to sunlight and thereafter. Um, and so we recognize that while we can have joy and laugh about meals and foods and desserts that everybody's not there. So Dr. G, talk to us a little bit about what some might be experiencing or engaging and some ways and tips that we can navigate this in a healthy way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that's that's You've just touched on so many of the experiences um, that and challenges that folk face face around the holidays. Like you said, there are lots of positives that people associate with these times of year, um, but that's not the whole picture. That may be the Hallmark side of things. You know, if you watch sort of the, the you know, if you're on Hallmark, it's been like joyous Christmas since. Mm-hmm. January, 4th of July, 4th of July, <laughs> right. they started with Christmas. Okay. Okay. So you're just like all 24 seven, just nothing but positive. <laughs> Everything's good. Everything, you know, the most drama is that mm-hmm. two people break up, but it works out well for both of them. They're both happy. <laughs> Uh, but that's not reality, right? That's right. Not, it's not. That's not haven't, folks... I haven't met my Hallmark husband yet. You're right. <laughs> yeah. It's not reality. <laughs> you got to write in Hallmark and be like, listen, y'all, false advertisement. Like, exactly. Right. <laughs> What's up with that? Right. Um, uh, you don't get stood up at the altar and find your, your true oh. love standing next door. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, kind of when I was thinking about coming on here and talking about what happens with folks and what they experience over the holidays and really thought about that uh, from, from the stress perspective um, is that there's, we experience stress all year round, but certainly around this time of year, there are particular uh, examples of that and ways that it's manifested that, that folks face. Um, And so the three ways that kind of were coming to mind to me that I wanted to emphasize were, uh, you know, I, I like, to have a little pattern of things. So I've got, I got three E's for you. A uh, pattern? Is that what you called it now? Is that what you call it? Dr. Kent, what would you call the fact that the woman of God said a pattern of three E's? What, how would you frame that? That sounds like good rhetoric and good kind of preaching <laughs> skills to me. <laughs> right? We got the three points that all going to rhyme or you uh-huh. just have a, they don't a, rhyme. a common nope, starting point. There's some alliteration going on. You said three exactly. E's. I will tell you, though, I had my extra nerdy moment, though, was looking at the consonants in them (laughs) and the number of consonants. But sorry, I'm going to pause on that. and You can judge me later for the extra nerdy (laughs) moment. Um, But (laughs) because I was like, oh, look, it's like three, four and five consonants. They go in order. Um, Okay, so you go. (laughs) go. Organization structure. (laughs) I I don't know what that says about me. but so I, I thought about it from the categories of expenses, expectations, and experiences. Um, and the last one being particularly experiences of loss. Um, but with, this, this, with thinking about expenses, we can think about that really in three ways. We can think about the the monetary expenses, right? Like the holidays are... There's such a commercialism aspect to them. There's such a kind of a commodification and then associated with this message of this is what you should look like and do. And, and this is what you should spend in order to achieve that, achieve that image, achieve what it's supposed to be. Um, And so that's going to be a source of 
of stress and strain for individuals. Um, but then also time, right? The time that it now is going to take to go ahead and prepare. It may be a labor of love or it may be more of a chore. Um, so there's, there's time and we know, particularly in the Western context, that there is this kind of attitude of busyness where we almost glorify or, or deify, like staying, staying busy all the time. We have kind of a, a, a I think I saw a, a reference to a, a toxic productivity, like everything just nonstop work, 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 work. And then we kind of take that, can be tempted to take that same attitude and spirit into how we prepare for the holidays, which that is just going to compound on the stress and exacerbate the stress that people may experience. Uh, now, Dr. G, before yeah. you go forward with that, this is what you I, look you like know. you had a thought. So I was slow down a little bit. I saw just... you. I saw you. I saw, because <laughs> this is, I feel like this is where, of course, a lot of overlap where you and Dr. J come along with this conversation, particularly mm-hmm. around the intersections or the construction or concepts around like race in connection to this. Yes. While it being a very Western concept of this thing, but do you, do you too believe that some of this busyness is a part of, or like a remnant of the slave trade for us as black people of like always feeling like we have to stay busy or be productive? Yeah, I would say so. Right. So that, you know, some of the arguments that were used to justify and if we justified massive air quotes, the enslavement of our ancestors was that somehow without the cruel tutelage of the institution of enslavement, we would just be lazy. We would Mm -hmm. waste all of our time in debauchery and all kinds of other kind of heathenistic kinds of activities. Mm -hmm. So kind of this, I mean, if I heard it once, I heard it a thousand times as a kid, right? About idle hands or the devil's workshop. Mm -hmm. And so this whole idea that what God would call rest, many Mm -hmm. in the West call laziness, and so, therefore, we miss the benefits of the rest because we're trying to be so busy and prove we aren't lazy. I mean, we never were. Right. Um, but that argument as a people that I, we have to overcome, and I think is absolutely coloring right. uh, some of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which and I was, well, Dr. G, was you, as you were talking, I was thinking like how much that's so compounded for people of color, particularly black people, when really being productive was a matter of life or death. And then right. in combination with this Western culture of being productive, like us missing these signs that you're highlighting for us of the stress factors or different triggers that are right. that lead us to this, you know, these overwhelming seasons or moments of sadness that we can't we don't we can't explain because right. oh yeah. we're staying yeah. busy we're doing something exactly yeah and kind of going back to your question and and piggybacking off of what uh, Dr. J was saying um, it reminded me of a section from one of. Um, uh, Frederick Douglass's um, autobiographies, um, where the the talk was uh, about that rhetoric, that 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 ideology that was put forth by uh, enslavers uh, to the enslaved population, um, telling them that yes, you need this institution in order to make sure you're not lazy. And so, one of the things that Douglass talks about is uh, writes about is that around the around Christmas time, they would be given a day, um, or maybe it was even two days of opportunity to just kind of to to not work, and they were expected to essentially. Uh, 
be drinking during that time. And it was sort of set up that they that they would become drunk. And then the masters would use that as like a see, look, if you all were free, this is how you would live your lives. But if anybody chose not to engage in that, they were then treated like, oh, you know, you weren't responsible, you know, like what's wrong with you? You're different. You're you're not uh, kind of partaking in taking advantage of the rest that we're giving you. And so you were treated poorly if you didn't engage in kind of that that uh, riotous living, so to speak. Um, and then when you did, that was used as an illustration of like, see, look, you're, you're less than. Um, and so what are those images then that influence, like you said, kind of that resonate throughout time that influence this idea that, that we have to do even more um, and that, that, that message that we're fighting against that keeps us in that kind of rat race mentality um, and, and not resting um, not kind of taking advantage of opportunities to, when we can, to take some some moments to quiet our quiet our minds, quiet our spirits, and and to rest for a moment. Um, yeah, and I'm certain one of the things that Dr. G and I have often talked about is that one of the realities of being a black person in America, and particularly being BIPOC more broadly, is you're under a constant stress. Right, that just to to walk out of your house, just to turn on your TV, just look at your phone, mm-hmm. right? You're bombarded with these attacks on your personhood, on your dignity, on your intelligence, on your beauty, on your value. And so that just kind of wears on you. And the one of the things that Dr. G has talked about is kind of, of understanding just how potent stress is and that it's often stress does more harm or as much harm as what we label as trauma. Right. Because that trauma obviously is real. No one's denying that. But it's also kind of one of our good friends uses the image of a thousand pebbles being thrown at you. Like that stressor of a thousand pebbles a day. That's the part that that gets under your skin skin that causes you to crack in air quotes. Um, So it's about how do you develop those resources so those thousand pebbles don't don't shatter you. Right, 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 right. And right. so we're we're still under the first E, right, of expenses. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yes, um, yes. See, I'm, I'm just making. I'm helping. The, the three E's you, help you, me. You I'm, like, I'm helping right. the listeners. That's right. <laughs> helping the listeners to make sure we're, you're, right. you're with us. We're talking about right. the sources for stress or sources of stress, and our right. three E's are expenses, expectations, and experiences. And we're talking about the the various things that it costs us to live and costs mm-hmm. us as we're like moving through right. life, uh, which is a, is a source of stress, um, which I'm, I'm just making sure listeners, y'all got us. So you make sure you, <laughs> you stay, right. stay with us, the professors, stay with the professors. I'm, just, I'm right. just your tutor, y'all. So anyway, back to Dr. G. <laughs> Dr. G. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So with the expenses, uh, you know, I talked about the money, talked about the time. And then the last piece, that piece we were just talking about was kind of that cognitive load, that mental load uh, that is associated with um, certainly uh, holiday times and then especially experienced by uh, individuals from historically oppressed backgrounds. Um, It's just a it's a a completely unique and different experience. having to, to face those, those struggles and that, that kind of historic baggage. Um, I'm going to go ahead and switch to expectations now. Um, 
because the expectations, I think, both relate to some of that. You know, we can think about the expectations that are created by that commercialism, that capitalism, those those uh, norms that we're supposed to live up to. But also within it can get very much at the micro level within your family. Right. So families got they, they have expectations. Right. You know, you may have gone away from kind of stepped away in your adult world, been able to live your life a bit. Um, but there are some expectations from families that can be a source of stress for many individuals, um, expecting you to show up a certain way, a certain time, a certain um, m- moment. Uh, and so you may have families, I don't think, communities that we grew up in do can have a tendency to interact with us based on who we were, who they knew us to be in the past, but not necessarily representing who we have become. Tell um, it, so- say it again for the people in the back, Dr. G. How do our communities engage us? They be trying to call us little D instead of Dr. Robinson. Help them out. Help them out in the back. You weren't feeling, you felt that one a little. Because <laughs> they, they, they don't be putting no respect on our name. Go ahead. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Yeah. So, you know, like, and, and this is this is normal to do. Right. You know, we might go to a reunion and see some friends that we knew from high school and we're like, eh, you know, we're interacting. We're like flashing back as if we're back in high school. But and that can be fun for a period. But also there's an importance of recognizing that uh, the importance of of who someone has grown to be in the present moment and honoring that and giving space for that. Um, and yeah, like you said, simple as, as, as addressing somebody by how they prefer to be addressed. I can think of like folk in my family who are like, okay, that was my kid nickname, but you know, I'm, I'm grown, grown now. So, right, <laughs> so right. I would rather be addressed some differently. Right. So for my family listening, no, I don't want 